and welcome to episode 32 of Backing Paper. It's Sunday evening and I am back here again with my most favouritest of people to podcast with. It is, of course, <laughs> the wonderful Rachel. Rach, how are you? Hello, I'm good, thank you. We've had a very sunny weekend up here in Liverpool. I don't know what it's been like for you guys down there. It was it was lovely yesterday. It's been pleasant today, but yesterday it was scotch It was very nice. Yeah. Very nice. I got a chance to go and um, a go to a jazz barbecue, uh, jazz garden party. <laughs> I was going to um, say jazz barbecue. Is, are they are they like jazz, jazz barbecue? Cigarettes? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a film barbecue, but no, it wasn't. Um, it was yeah, jazz garden party and an African music festival, Africa Oye, which is uh, an awesome uh, music festival we have in Liverpool every year, and it's free, which is fabulous. That sounds fantastic. What a great way to spend the weekend. Did you? I mean, what fabulous events. You must have taken mm. so many pictures at these events. Lords. <laughs> uh, I, I, I only shot one roll of film. No, that's not true. I finished off a roll of um, HP5, uh, black and white, uh, at this beautiful colour event, <laughs> colourful event, um, and shot a roll of uh, Pro Image, Kodak Pro Image 100. Mm-hmm. which I've not shot before, actually. So I have no idea where it came from, no idea how old it is, <laughs> no idea if it's going to work, <laughs> come out. But, you know, such is the way I roll. <laughs> uh, so if it's pro image, it's probably only from last year. I don't know, I can't remember whether I gave you a roll of the stuff or not. I know I had... Oh, was I, it from you? It, 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 it's, I'm not saying it definitely was. Okay. I know I had a five-pack of it, um, mm. and I don't think I have any in the fridge now. And <laughs> I don't, there we I go. Don't, I don't quite know what I did with it. I'm like, <laughs> so I, it's probably that then, isn't it? I, I've got one roll in the camera that I very nearly finished. Um mm -hmm. But beyond that, like, what did I do with all of that? I know I sent one or two rolls away to people, not not necessarily to you, but to other people. But so it's possible yes. it may be may have been from me when we caught up. But could be a Graham Jago special. It might Lovely. Be. Who knows? Who knows? Do you know? It was actually because of our cheap shots challenge um, that I ended up picking up that role because I thought, do you know what? I've not shot with this before, and it's a you know clearly a a good film it's a nice film um so actually i should probably rather than save it for best you know we had this conversation didn't we about like using um some of our favorite film stocks for you know things that we're not even really expecting to be shooting anything mm. particularly exciting with um and i i picked up a role of agfa you know Vista, uh, trusty, trusty Agfa Vista. And, and I have to say, I do really like Agfa Vista anyway and how it comes out. Um, but I thought, do you know what? I'll put that back and I will take this one instead and we'll see what comes out because sometimes it's worth wearing your Sunday best, even if it's a Saturday. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And also from everything I've heard, it's a film that does well when it's given lots and lots of light. So um, the fact that it's so nice this weekend will have been yes, quite good so for that. Um, fingers crossed. Yeah, I had uh, a fun weekend. I had uh, my oldest son down this weekend and I forced, quite literally pretty much, forced an SLR into his hand and said, come on, we're going to go ah, out and take some pictures. Um, and so that was quite an experience because in you, there's so much stuff we take for granted and even trying to be super simple and, uh, and Logan isn't stupid by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but, you know, concentration, he's, you know, 12 and a half years old. Concentration, mm -hmm. not the strongest point. Um, and it's 
it was all going quite well, but you just kind of forget yourself. You're going, okay, if you turn this, you adjust the size of the hole, and you do this, and you adjust the shut speed. So just change the f-stop, and then, and then he's looking at me going, what? the blank looks like, <laughs> what, what, where did you lose me? He went, f what? F what? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, right, oh, yes, yeah. So you have to kind of go, mm. and go okay, this is, these are called f-stops. Um, why are they called f-stops? Uh, <laughs> focal, focal stop. Is it? Okay, yes. there you go. I didn't even F know what that was. Okay, there you go. Well, I, I wish I'd known that. Um, and so, oh, why are they the numbers that they are? I'm like, it's complicated. I wouldn't want to bore <laughs> you with this information. Um, but anyway, we uh, I loaded him up with a roll of Kodak HP5 Plus because that's mm-hmm. just a great roll of film for anyone to mm-hmm. start with. And I gave him a camera I've been shooting with re- recently, which is... um. The Casina, I think it's CTR1 or CR1. Um, it's just a nice metal uh, aperture priority camera. Um, mm-hmm. It's good and robust and simple and straightforward. Okay, aperture priority would be great. And mm-hmm. I essentially said, look, just it's a nice sunny day. Just set it to f8 and pff, just concentrate on focusing and taking the pictures and that should be all right. So he got out and took a few pictures with it and um, didn't finish the whole roll, but then we didn't mm-hmm. go anywhere very interesting. Sure. Um, but I've sent it back home with him. So we'll see. He's been left with the the task of finishing it by the time I next see him. Uh, it was mm-hmm. interesting. When we first mm-hmm. went out, I said, just go and take some pictures. And he was just looking around and couldn't think of anything to take pictures mm-hmm. of. So I said, okay, what I want you to do is I want you to try and take pictures of things relating to the number three. It can be three things together. It can be the number three. Just anything. Mm -hmm. And as soon as he had that bit of focusing, it gave him something to look for. So he said, oh, that sign's got three directions on it. I'm going to take a picture of that. Um, Oh, there's three flowers over there. I'm going to take it. And all things that he would probably have walked straight past. And especially at this stage where I'm just trying to get him used to handling the camera and, and building up a familiarity with it, um, you know. Yeah. You know what you're describing there, Graham? What? Teaching. I know. Oh, you know. The kids <laughs> and, know and, you know, future. people think, you know, it's uh, it's an easy thing to do. It's not an easy thing to do to teach. Uh, it just it takes patience and it takes time and everybody learns in such a different way as well and it's hard like to to try and and get that across so well done because you know just what you were describing there I was like yep these are all the challenges of when you're teaching like it's it can be tough at the time but such a reward you know when you see them get it like you say just that one little bit of guidance and that bit of direction that you gave him has made all the difference to his experience of being able to do that rather than feeling overwhelmed by, yeah. well, what do I do? You know, it's like, that's all all very well, you know, saying we'll just shoot anything. But when we're told, here's a blank page, you know, write 200 words or write a novel or write a paragraph or write a sentence about a flower, you know, it's like that is a very different experience in each of those, you know, scenarios. So that's really helpful like just that little bit of guidance has has taken him down a path which has meant that it's felt much more successful i think for him as a as an experience so awesome work yeah well hopefully hopefully i i I do think it's one that's in the past i have given them a point and shoot camera to take Mm -hmm. out and use and and 
they, he's used it when he's been away doing it on school trips and stuff, but he's never had any real engagement with it. And mm-hmm. I thought, well, I'm going to try giving him an SLR just because it's basically it's like a big metal fidget cube, which is why I yes. think a lot of us really like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's great because you see the image come into focus and out of focus, and, and that's just something I love. I love being able to actually see that happen. I think that's great. Yeah, he did say that. I said, hey, how you find it? He said, I like when it goes chunk. I'm like, yeah, yeah exactly. Nice. Uh, that's, the, that's the yeah. thing, isn't it? That I think even if at this stage um, nothing else is kind of clicking for him in terms of, oh, this is what I'm enjoying about, even if it is just the mechanical interaction, it's a starting point. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we'll see how he gets on with that. Whilst I was out with him, because we went into Whitney, my local town, to you have a mooch round he wants to go into game I thought, well i'm going to drag him around some charity mm-hmm. shops i found another camera um oh. <laughs> you've got to check the charity shops now i i know that an essential this, purchase yeah well the, the problem is and cause i feel quite guilty coming online because people get quite upset when you say oh i found this and it was dirt cheap and like oh i never find anything um so apologies in advance to everybody who's about to be put out by the fact that I found this and it was very cheap. And it's a great camera and it's dead cheap, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, are you familiar with the noted camera manufacturer Innovar? Oh, Innovar, yes. <laughs> Innovar. Yeah, you know Innovar. Yeah. Of course. Um, I'm actually one of their shareholders. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> given your financial well-being, that would come as no surprise. <laughs> um, it's it's lovely. I, I am, it's, you know... This is a good 100% plastic um, delight. Uh, it sounds like a beauty from it, here. Yeah, it's got a 50 millimeter lens. It is a, a kinetic optical color lens. Um, so, I mean, you, you already helped me out earlier, Rach, with explaining mm. what the F in F-stop was, which I should have been able to figure out. What's the kinetic in kinetic optical color lens, do you reckon? Moving? Is it when you throw it at people, do you think? Yeah, if it's moving through the air. Yeah, that's kinetic. Um, that's kinetic. It's also got an auto-fixed focus 50mm uh, lens with Ooh. the, as Ben Reynolds pointed out, I think it was Ben on uh, Twitter, the really common f-stop of uh, f one uh, f6, you know, f6. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, so, yeah, this is, um, this is, of course, one of the delightful scammers. Um, did, did, did the five-point just get rubbed off i think it might have done yeah i think it might have done um it's it is one of the more basic scammers which is a good thing wow that's saying something isn't it well it's the ones where they try to introduce any kind of uh electric automation where they get really dreadful um this is your basic uh hang on that sounds beautifully plastic that yeah it's got uh, three different apertures, although they're not actually holes as you'd think of them. It's kind of this sliding thing. But, I mean, it's a functional camera. <laughs> it seems to be a functional camera. Oh, really? Um, well, I mean, it winds on the shutter fires. So, uh, it's okay. broadly speaking. So, I'll probably give that a go at some point. But, uh, two pounds. I, it, <laughs> as, oh, goodness. I mean, we're just green with jealousy here. Yeah. Two pounds? Two quid? Uh, <laughs> As I said to Logan, it's just too rubbish not to leave in the shop. <laughs> it's, uh, um, so, yeah, that was my uh, amazing purchase from this weekend. Um, very happy with that. Very excited to take it out and try this kinetic lens. Um, because, 
that's that sounds pretty special. We're so, all yeah. looking forward to hearing how that goes and what. Yeah, what we Innovar, want. ask for it by name. Um. <laughs> Brilliant! It sounds like a great weekend all round. Then, yeah, it's been good. The other thing, actually, Rach. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, other thing I had a quick go at, and I sh- sort of shared a couple of the bits with you, is so when oh, we met yes, up, yeah, and I'm, I'm hoping that some listener out there might be able to shed some more light on this for us. So when we met up last weekend, mm-hmm. you very kindly gave me this big bag of um, goodies. Goodies, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Goodies is the exact word, and it was um, things like uh, color photographic paper um, and just sort of, I suppose, essentially photographic paper that wasn't just standard black and white stuff like god knows what this weird stuff is <laughs> off <Yep>. it goes <laughs> yep <laughs> so um i was like okay i'm gonna start digging through that see what's in there and one of the things that was in there is something called instafax ct negative paper and there's also a pack of instafax ct positive paper and um it was one of these incredibly rare moments where google and the internet was no help at all, which is always quite unnerving. <laughs> when is that a go- Google whack? No. Is, is that right? Is that what that's called? I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I might be thinking of... I, I know the term Google whack, but I can't remember exactly what it means. I'm thinking it's when you put something into Google and it comes up with nothing. Yeah, well, if they, then I have... Uh, <laughs> so that's what it Google is? Whacked, yeah. Um, <laughs> So what I managed, to, so I went into the dark room and I got a sheet of each piece of paper. And what I found was that um, the negative paper is a photographically coated paper, and the positive paper, at least to the um, pl- naked eye, is just white paper, uh, plain white paper. It's not photographically sensitive, not light sensitive. Um, and there were some instructions in uh, the one of them. So here's what I know about the Kodak CT negative paper. Um, It's for use with diffusion transfer copiers. Uh, Now, I didn't know Mm. what that was. (laughs) I'm guessing you don't know what Got six of them in the garage. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What on earth is that? So what I... Actually, it's quite interesting. Um, The the bit of digging that I did, and unfortunately I don't have the information in front of me right now, Um, but it turns out that back in the... I think it was late 30s... Oh. Uh, no, no, okay. even more than that. Late thirties, um, Agfa and this lady at Agfa, whose name I'm going to be annoyed because I can't remember now. Um, but a, a lady at Agfa discovered that somebody, somebody they've been doing, you know, obviously in house people have been developing prints and they weren't coming through properly uh, in these big stacks. And what it turned out was happening was that the prints were going straight from the developer into the fixer. And they were causing this kind of ghosting on the other mm. side of the paper. Mm. So anyway, she spotted this, went, hmm, hang on a second. There's something interesting going on here. And developed it into a technique for copying images. So um, you have your starting image. You put it on top of the uh, negative paper. And it goes through a process along with the positive paper. And something happens. And then you get a copy of it. <laughs> That's as far as much of it as I understand. Um, I think it was uh, fairly short-lived technology because I think um, Xeroxing Mm. came in 
uh, fairly, you know, within about ten years or so after that, and um, Xerox it's like the Betamax version, exactly. VHS, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was there for a few years and then gone. Yeah, but still, it was it was interesting to find this, and because it does sound like it was, you know, it, from what I was reading, it was almost the last significant development in terms of um, sort of silver gelatin based photography uh advances you know this, mm. this it was like well, the last big thing and then because there just wasn't really any call for it it went away um so it's quite difficult to find any information about it out there so if anybody knows anything about any of this stuff um i would love to know more um but the uh what <laughs> the hit rate for <laughs> what was it ct negative papers gonna go like through the roof on google now yeah <laughs> exactly like, what all the all the elves at google will be like why is everybody googling this? <laughs> yeah, so from the what I've met, I, I think this paper, this particular um, Kodak thing, uh, I think came out in, um, I think it was sixty-seven. The, the the scant information I've been able to find looks at nineteen sixty-seven. I think it's pretty close to the seventies then. That yeah, was yeah. Thinking. And I, I'm wondering whether the CT stands for color transfer. That would make um, sense, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah because I, I Chroma do... Chroma technology. <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah, probably probably that one. Um, because I do think that there is or was colour but in the um, thing. But I tried... I, I did some contact prints with it, mm-hmm. just putting yes. leaves on, just to see doing great. some lumen prints. And um, when I inverted that, <laughs> the leaves looked green. I'm like, huh? Weird coincidence, probably just a weird coincidence, um, but I don't know. I yesterday I put a black and white print negative and um, a color negative on the paper and just left it out in the sun, and it made a, a copy of the black and white one fairly quickly. It came through. Um, it was okay, nothing special, you know. Didn't look great. The the, the um, not enough contrast in there. Mm. The color one took ages to show through at all so I, I think it must have very low sensitivity to um mm. sort of orange red mm. color like so obviously the negative was quite dark orange because mm. mm. it's color negative and it took a long time for that to come through um but yeah i, I don't know but it, i mean i'm having fun with it using it for lumen prints and i might have a go at trying to do some paper negs with it just because yeah um but uh, well do you know i'm i'm thrilled to know that you have been having fun and experimenting and goodness knows what you're going to come up with and um from what i've seen they've been lovely uh, you know lovely unusual impressions um that you've created with sort of like this glowy outline and yeah uh, all sorts of like cool cool stuff going on there um, yeah because that, that's the other weird thing with this stuff is that um it clearly reacts to moisture. So uh, when I put the leaves on it, because they're fresh and they're under glass, gradually you see this haze spreading out from it as the moisture from the leaves kind of seeps into the paper. Mm. And so it gives them this kind of weird haze to them. It's... uh, yeah, it's interesting. It's, um, it's like its own weird sort of like aura halo or whatever yeah. is it, around them, which is cool. yeah, yeah. And so you've not been the only one out experimenting this week. I've seen on on Twitter that Toby Vandervelde as well has been taking one for the team um, with his experiments in cyanotypes, mm. um, um, putting those into obviously into his Hasselblad. I think he was shooting with, wasn't he? Yes. Um, so he's been trying to get um, an image that will 
um, you know, show um, as a as a proper as a proper sort of like negative, if you like. Um, yeah. And it's been struggling with that, I think, a little bit. But you know, it's all part of what makes this uh, an interesting, um, you know, experiment. And yeah. Uh, yeah, wish him the best with that because uh, that'd be great if he's able to get something from that in the end. Yeah, I love that, uh, and I mean, I, I'm hoping to return to this at some point. But he's in the same sort of boat that I was mm. in, getting a camera, putting it, leaving it, staring at the thing for hour after yeah. hour after hour, coming out with a very faint print, and watching, and then watching it, it disappear. And then seeing it disappear, like what was? Oh <laughs> no. boy. But yeah. you know, we do this not because it's easy or because yeah. there's any real point in it, but because we're idiots. <laughs> That's the no, case because stuff. because we're generally, I think, quite a curious. Um, sort of race, right? Aren't we? You know? Yeah. The, hum- the human race is infinitely um, curious and wants to know and wants to learn and wants to try things and prove things wrong and prove things right. And yeah, that's how we innovate and that's how we develop. Yeah, exactly, Rach. Exactly. I'm still mostly looking forward to it. I'm, I'm hoping to get to it this week, uh, doing some caffeinol. Um, my son, <laughs> there was a bag of soda ash on the sofa and he turned up and went, is that cocaine? I'm like, no, that's not cocaine. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Um, and I have got some scales now. So if I do get a drug oh bust in my house, it is going to look like I'm super guilty. Um, so never mind. And we should probably get onto the email. I think we should. I think we should. Because uh, this was going to be a short show, right? This the is going to be a short show. We are 20 minutes into what was going to be a short show. But it is going to be a, sh- a much shorter show than the couple yes. of the last weeks. Because we've got just a couple of lovely emails this week and mm-hmm. a few coffee. So um, we should be in and out of your ears in no time at all listeners so um that sounds that's nice, always a phrase <laughs> <laughs> shall i start then probably best i think rach all right um so we had a lovely email from ed worthington ed says hey some beams do you remember me saying a few weeks ago that i had bitten the bullet and entered my work into a few things after taking inspiration from rach's just share your work and see what happens attitude hey Um, Well, it turns out somebody actually did like one of my images and it's going to be featured in a pop-up exhibition run by the Glasgow Gallery of Photography. Hurrah! Oh my gosh, that's incredible. Brilliant work, Ed. He says, annoyingly, I live on the other side of the country, Cardiff, and can't actually make the exhibition in person. Stupid work. Um, but But I am super happy nonetheless, as she should be. Does this mean I can now pretend I am an artist rather than a plain old photographer? Well, they are not mutually exclusive. <laughs> this is brilliant. You, you can be... It's not about pretending. You are. You are an artist and you are a photographer. Um. Anyway, I wouldn't have got the nerve to enter without listening to the podcast. So in a way, you're all responsible, for better or worse. So you'd better keep up the awesome work, guys. P.S. I have attached the image that was selected in case you wanted to have a look. Bye. From Ed Worthington brilliant news ed we yes. are so chuffed for you and i'm super pleased that you you went ahead and and entered the work because you know in it to win it right <laughs> you've got to be in it to win it <laughs> absolutely no huge congratulations on that and I, I, it's just another nice re reaffirmation of the fact that if you put yourself out there then good things can happen yeah absolutely i haven't had a chance to see the image have you had uh, a look at it Graham. I have. I did try putting it in the thing, but it mm. didn't show up. So um, it's a nice square format print. I don't know where it's of, um, but it's looking down this long, high arched um, walkway. Uh, and um, the left, right hand side, it's all big stone pillars, big stone sort of um, windows out the sun. And so 
you've got these lovely um, light pattern running the whole. It's just a very nice graphic image. I'm describing it terribly. Uh, I will um, black and white. No, it's color. Shot? It's it's okay. very architectural, but it's it's mm -hmm. in color, and um, it's the architecture. But particularly, it's the the light from the windows just making this beautiful repeating pattern disappearing up, mm. um, up to the vanishing point. Um, looks fabulous. Really nice picture. I can certainly see why they would want it for a gallery showing. It looks lovely. Congrats, so. Ed. That's brilliant. Look yes. To have a look. Yeah, exactly. We'll all go up to where was it? Glasgow. Yes. The uh, Glasgow Gallery of Photography, nonetheless. Mm. Wonderful stuff. Well, nice no less. Do you want to take the next one? I will do. I will take the next and indeed the last one for Our this Our final week. email. email oh, for this I know. Week. God, we've gone from one extreme to the other. <laughs> haven't we, right? um, this email is from new emailer Tony Steers. Hi, Sonny's. New listener here. Since meeting Rachel and hearing about Sunny 16 at the Film Wasters London meetup, as described in 155 Dalmatians. <laughs> Most of the digital revolution has passed me by, not just photographically, oh, good group, not just photographically, but the mind bleep of social media and smartphones too. To the extent that Sunny 16 is the first podcast I've ever listened to. Woo! Woo! <laughs> don't, please don't judge the rest of the um, world's output by us. It's, there's good stuff out there too. Uh, I must say, I like the easygoing conversational style. It feels comfortable and organic, like Tom Good's Peabody Peabod Burgundy. What's that? I, oh, that's from The Good Life. <laughs> I, I don't recall. Oh. You, you must have seen The Good Life, Rach. I haven't. I'm sorry. The nope. t TV series from the no, I guess seventies. I wasn't around in the 70s. I wasn't around there, but TV comes back, you know, with um, Barbara and um, I can't remember the rest of them. I but... have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, it okay. sounds great. Well, it's The Good Life. You ought to check it out. You'd like it. It's quite funny. Um, there's a reference. Is it on a to... farm? Uh, no, it was in suburbia. It was in oh. very posh suburbia. And it's about <laughs> oh, this, this very middle class couple who decided they were going to go down the organic route and you know dig up their garden for vegetables whilst living next door to uh, a very... Um, upper middle class couple and all the hilarity that ensued pigs, all sorts it was great, wonderful stuff everybody should watch it, the good life anyway, um, so you won't find me on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram I don't feel I have much to con contribute to all the virtual chatter in fact, after carefully composing reading through, editing and rereading this email it'll still be a 50-50 call on whether <laughs> I hit send or quietly mutter Oh, what's the point? And delete. That's why my website is, uh, <laughs> websites are so infrequently updated. I never know if what I write is going to go out until it happens. Uh, that's not the worst way to be. Um, the social well, we're media very client. glad you press send, though. Yeah, we are very glad. Very glad. Oh, my goodness. My mouth is not working properly this evening. Apologies. Are you very tired? A little weary, but that's all oh, right. Dear. Enough digression, back to the podcast. Seems I now have a whole lot of listening to catch up on. Anyway, I had a great day on the Film Wasters London meet with a lovely friendly bunch. Very much as aid, I think, described in 155, that whole photographing strangers in the street thing is well out of my comfort zone. So it was fascinating seeing how others in the group approached it. 
I know I'll never be the new Elliot Erwitt, but maybe with the tips I took from the day, I'll be a little less self-conscious in the future. By the way, I try to think and find some significance in the number 155. Apparently, there's something called affinity numerology. Wow. Yep. Who knew? <laughs> Not me. As, <laughs> as for the number 155, the numerology energy represented by the number 155 resonates with a cooperative unit, Ooh. a team that works and explores together. <laughs> Utter tosh and nonsense, of course, yeah. but kind of appropriate to your good selves <laughs> and the film community. Yay. All the best. Tony Steers, and you can find Tony's work. Uh, let's point it out, seeing as he's not on any of his social medias. Yes. Uh, at um, steers-gallery.co.uk, which is, a, as you'd expect those to be spelled, S-T-E-E-R-S-gallery.co.uk, and putaframearounditcouk So go and check out Tony's work there. Um, I can understand his reticence to jump on the social media train it's a lot isn't it rach oh it is and it's an ongoing ever-changing you know many-headed monster <laughs> uh, that always seems to be battling for our attention and for um you know for for our time that is sucked into <laughs> can you tell that i've been having some issues with social media recently <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. Um it feels like a never ending thing though, uh, doesn't it? Like it's it's a blessing and a curse, it really is. It's amazing in that actually the community I've found in so um, on social media through um analog photography and, and what have you is just fantastic. It really is and it's wonderful to like get the engagement and and to have these awesome conversations with people you would never normally get a chance to meet or talk to. Um, so, you know, all, all the wonderful things that we know that it can offer us, um, but it can be, it can be a challenge. It can be difficult. Um, and there are lots of other, you know, other things that come along with that in terms of how we feel about ourselves, um, artistically, photographically with what we do in general life. So, you know, it brings up a whole heap of things and I completely, you know, um, I'm on board with anybody who decides actually social media is not for me i just want to you know i can still exist and do what i do without you know instagram being there that is completely completely fine so um um i'm very pleased that you emailed in uh tony though it's uh it's lovely to uh to actually hear from you and um yeah it was it was really nice to meet you obviously in person and i guess that's kind of what it brings it back to it's just about balance as as i always seem to say it's like about balance and about saying you know, going out and doing those kinds of film wasters walks and the photo walk me and, you know, those in real life meetups um, really help us balance out all of the the sort of like online um, difficulties and challenges that we can face as well. So um, they're, they're always the kinds of events that really make me feel like buzz from those, you know, meeting people in face to face and having proper conversations is great. Hmm. I mean, I would imagine that Tony is certainly not alone uh, amongst our listeners uh, as people who choose not to engage mm -hmm. in social media through Twitter, Instagram or Facebook in particular. I'm sure there must be people, a lot more people out there who uh, feel like that, frankly. <laughs> I mm -hmm. largely feel like that. And it, it must be yeah. frustrating. Uh, 
for those people because so much of the conversation is steered by and is around those things and and that feeling of missing out on well I hear so much about the lovely film community but I'm not I I don't get to see it and the reality is that it, it can be it can be very difficult I mean I spent especially on Twitter, to keep mm. up with everything that's going on. Mm, mm. Um, I mean, personally, I will go days and days and not look at Twitter or Instagram, which mm. isn't great, seeing as I'm supposed to be responsible for keeping an eye on Twitter for us. Um, but if you are somebody who doesn't engage with any of these things, um, one, we completely understand. Mm-hmm. Two, do drop us a line, like Tony. You know, Reach out and get in touch like that. Um, and... Because it's nice to know who's out there and mm. it's it's nice to reach out and connect. That because you, know, you never know where people are and what's going on with stuff. And social media yeah. does make that a lot easier. But um, if you do feel yeah. a bit isolated, then just drop us a line yeah. and let us know who you are. And, and I think, um, I mean, the other thing is, you know, social media wise, to be honest, I think, you know, if if it wasn't for the fact that obviously I run little vintage photography as my business and that is what I what I do so I kind of feel like I have to have an online presence so that people can find me potential customers other you know um make connections other businesses etc I have to have that um that presence really um but with that if that wasn't the case I don't know that I would have it however I have found that especially for me Instagram is also a lovely place of inspiration and it's a really nice way of seeing just like galleries of people's work that I would never normally get a chance to see in person you know um I can be inspired by other experiments that people are doing um and which I find fascinating and and it's a way of kind of feeling like you can still keep your your fingers in you know uh, sort of like oh this exhibition might be happening or what's somebody else doing today um but yeah absolutely you know if you're not on social media then drop us an email you know we can uh, we can still read those uh read them out potentially and um another lovely sort of side effect of that has been especially to you you seem to be the one who gets the mailbag don't you Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. but you know a lot of our listeners, you know, are creating fantastic, like, physical pieces of work, prints or zines or whatever. Um, and those are things that, you know, um, the actual postal service still still exists. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we it may be slower, but we can get there eventually. Um, and, uh, and there's something very different, which we obviously um, know anyway, but learn, I think, um, again last week in abundance was just to see how different it is holding that physical print in your hand um, and how it looks as opposed to on a on a screen. So, um, you know, it's just different tools for different people um, depending on how they like to communicate and interact. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of different tools, I'm just going to go off on a quick tangent here, Rach, because mm-hmm. as you know, tomorrow evening... Uh, what are you calling a tool? <laughs> <laughs> well, how long have we got? Um, tomorrow evening, I'm going to the Mega Bike Meetup in oh. um, Cassington which I'm really looking forward to talked about in the past. I'm not going to go into it, but there's just so many bikes there. Uh, but I am starting to think, what am I going to take with me? What what camera should I take with me? And what film should I take with me? So, the ongoing. The ongoing challenge of wor- working that out, isn't it? What yeah. have you narrowed it down to? Or have you decided? Well, I think I'm going to take 
one SLR with my last roll of Neopan 1600 because that's <gasps> kind of a tradition of okay. me shooting Neopan 1600. I think every one I've been to, I've shot some through, and I know that the Neopan I've got is not in the best shape. Okay. <laughs> um, so it's time for it to be shot. It's time for it to be done. shot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and I was thinking about following on from what you were saying earlier about um, not hanging on to film but shooting mm-hmm. it. I think you gave me a roll of Portrait 400. In fact, I'm sure you gave me a roll of Portrait 800. Portrait 800, there you go, recently. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking I might take that. <laughs> that was at our uh, Christmas meetup. It was, yeah, yeah. It was. So six but... months. That's not. That's actually quite recent, isn't it? <laughs> it was only, what, two weeks ago that I developed that roll of film, wasn't it, Rachel, and shared them with you? <laughs> Uh, you don't want to rush these things um, so I'm thinking I might take that but I'm limited in how much stuff I can take because I'm going on my bike and I only mm. have a backpack uh, to take with me I don't want to carry too much stuff around so I'm thinking maybe one SLR and I'm tempted to take a TLR as well mm-hmm. so because um, I do think that uh, it, you know, it's a bit of a conversation starter isn't it um, it is it is and, and um, especially at an event like that it it makes sense to kind of take a camera that's got a little bit more um, sort of like visually um, kind of like that quick, oh, what's that? What's going on there? It's an easier way of getting those, um, the people that you want to shoot to feel a bit more comfortable in front of the camera, you know? They yeah. can feel like they can approach you as much as you can approach them. Yeah, exactly. One cut kind of thinking is to essentially have one camera that I'm taking with a view to kind of just sort of documentary snapping away mm-hmm. pictures of people, pictures of bikes but not not asking people but maybe mm-hmm. taking the TLR so if I get brave enough to say can I take your picture yeah. and then taking the picture with that camera yeah. uh, that's kind of my plan Absolutely and I mean obviously you've got a different number of frames haven't you depending on if you're using your SLR or your TLR so um, you know you've got your good sort of 36 uh, frames uh, that you'll be able to take um, using your SLR, uh, which gives you more snapping time, I suppose, <laughs> um, which is good. And uh, and yeah, and then you've got your, your TLR for maybe more like your portraits and things, I suppose. Um, yeah. Spe- specific portraits. Very nice. I like that idea. Um, do you think you could get both of those in your bag without too much trouble? Or were you thinking yeah. you'll end up taking you know, lots of different lenses for your SLR. That's that's the difficulty. You end up going, oh, I should take this one. And then it no. starts to go <laughs> down. I'll 50 take a mil? 50 mil, 50 mil yeah. one eight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that'll be that. You don't want to overcomplicate these things. <laughs> I don't yeah. anyway. And, and I really do just love 50 millimeter. <laughs> it's just... Yeah, it's great. It, it I, works. Leave, I leave mine on 90% of the time, I think. Yeah. I use that. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Oh, well, that's great. And And, you know, it's not... It was just, it's one of those things where I know it's an event that you really love and it sounds amazing and obviously I've seen some images previously and what have you. So it feels like it would be a shame for you to feel like, oh, I wish I brought both cameras, you know? You you kind of, for, for the sake of taking one extra body, as long as you're not, <laughs> you're not going with like four or five cameras probably, yeah. that feels like it might be a bit overkill. Um, yeah. And you end up just not shooting with any of them. I suppose the other option would be you could just take like your um, which have you got? You've got the Minox, haven't you? Or yes. so, you know something small like that, as opposed to your SLR. If you wanted just sort of mm. like a snaps camera, yeah, um, you could potentially do that. But I would say just don't take it as well as <laughs> it's a one either or 
um, for your SLR or your snapping one. Yeah, I'll see. I'll certainly take them. <laughs> I'll see how that goes. Let's see how many cameras I end up lugging around tomorrow. Oh, God. Probably oh. too many. Oh, well. Mm. I'm, it'd be funny. So if anybody uh, is out in the sort of, well, within biking distance of West Oxfordshire, it's well worth checking out. Um, it's definitely one of the things it's easier to get to on the motorbike because they close down this village, mm. but it's a really Mind us what it's called again? I think it's just called Cassington Bike Night. If you just cool. search for Cassington Bike Night 2019, uh, you'll find it. Um, and yeah, it's it's just a really fun event. There's a great atmosphere there, especially if the weather's good. Um, I'm crossing fingers. I think it's 58% chance of rain tomorrow. might be less great, but uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, one last <laughs> thing before we move on to coffee. We just want to give a quick shout-out and congratulations mm-hmm. to a friend of the show, um, Chris Mina, who recently won an award for an award from the Communication Arts uh, I'm not sure whether that's a group uh, society mm. festival anyway he won an award of excellence for a body of work called Malcolm in Millennia um, which is some really cool pictures he took mm. Uh, mm. with a model um, out on the streets uh, and this work was actually featured I think it was last year wasn't it Rach on Emulsive yes um, that's right yeah um yeah the model's a chap called adrian and uh, who's an actor and he says overall amazing person um the shoot itself took place in harlem um which is a manhattan neighborhood and uh and yeah um so some fantastic images from chris chris is always um we were talking about this weren't we before we uh, press record uh, mm. Graham, but just that he's always been very supportive of of um sunny 16 and the show and um you know always enjoy seeing what work he submits to the cheap shots challenges and um and generally again like online um he's uh he's very much sort of like there as part of the uh community um uh sort of like sharing his work offering support etc which is fab so yeah so um he did this photo set called malcolm in millennia um and uh it was published in december um last year by emulsive yeah so do go and check that and just um Find Chris. He's a delight. I think he's at not Chris Mina on Twitter and um, Chris Mina on Instagram. I think I'm bad at remembering things. But and we'll put a link to the article featuring these pictures because they're really cool pictures um, in the show notes. And yeah, just mm-hmm. congratulations, Chris. Well deserved uh, award. Yeah. Uh, as, as somebody who is a consistent producer of really cool work, it was nice to see it recognised. And he got a big award thing, didn't he, to put on his toilet seat or whatever people look not great toilet yeah seat. <laughs> toilet seat. where did you put your award chris <laughs> i'm kind of interested to know now how do you, why do you know it's in his toilet <laughs> i just assume don't you that's where everybody puts their awards right that's where i put right? all of my is awards is that where all of yours are yeah okay. yeah you have your award shelf in the <laughs> <laughs> and that about does it for this week doesn't it rach it does. Just one last thing uh, to mention before we go on to coffee. Um, I have uh, Liverpool Make Fest coming up oh, on yes. Saturday, um, which is the fantastic um, annual event. It's actually its fifth birthday this year. So Saturday, June the 29th uh, of this year is the fifth birthday for Liverpool Make Fest. So if you go to lpoolmakefest.org, um, you will find the website there with all the information about it. Um, it takes place at Liverpool Central Library and it's completely free to attend. Uh, it's a jam-packed um, day 
of fun things to do for all the family. Um, you get to meet lots of different makers, creators, inventors, and I'll be there too, <laughs> um, which will be lovely. I really thoroughly enjoy um, this event. It's over like five floors. The, the library is a fantastic space. If you've never had a chance to go to Liverpool or go to the, the library, um, you really should um, uh, make that a stop-off point at some point um, anyway, regardless. Um I'm also um, fortunate enough to have my work up in exhibition there at the moment as well as part of the Women in Science and Creativity um, uh, exhibition, which was done for Rise Liverpool, uh, which is a focus, obviously, on women in science. Um, so uh, that's in the Hornby Library part of Central Library, uh, which is this beautiful um, old build uh, old um, room um which looks a little bit like hogwarts so um yeah <laughs> fabulous um so as part of that uh, obviously my work's up alongside um nine other women uh, from the from the area uh, all with different like cases and and things um showing different parts of uh, science and creativity uh, that we are involved with and um the bigger make fest itself is happening on the saturday so uh, you should come along and have a look and and take part which would be brilliant and if um, anybody is particularly interested in um, being around for longer, like as part of the day, uh, and fancies helping volunteer <laughs> to help out on my stall, <laughs> um, where I'll be selling my analogue adventure kits, please just let me know. Um, drop me a, a direct message or what have you. Um, uh, the reason, obviously, I'm mentioning it today is because, obviously, with backing paper going out on Monday morning, uh, that gives you uh, gives me and yourselves like a few days to just uh, to hear back, um, as opposed to it going out on the main show on Thursday <laughs> when uh, it's happening on Saturday. Um, so either way, I will be there anyway, but I just thought I'd... Um, put that call out in case anybody happened to be around in the Liverpool area and um, and particularly wanted to uh, to spend, uh, you know, a morning or an afternoon or a day uh, helping out. Uh, that would be super. So let me know. Good stuff, Rachel. Shall we do coffee? Let's do coffee. This Thanks. is where we say a massive <laughs> thank you to the people who support us on coffee. If you're wondering what kind of people support us on coffee, the very simple answer is the best of people <laughs> support us on coffee. And <laughs> and how do we reward the people who support yeah. us on coffee? <laughs> this, okay. For, the, for new listeners, including people like Tony, this is not my idea. Um, I, <laughs> lies. It's something. No, it's not lies. Um, this is something that I struggle with every week. Um, Graham and his friend Danny. No, Barry. Barry. Barry Gibb. Barry. Okay, is Barry Gibb. Helping us. Yeah. Okay. Um, Barry Stardust Gibb. <laughs> That's um, it. You know him. Uh, look, oh dear. I I shouldn't know these names. I shouldn't. <laughs> um. Uh, anyway, they got it into their head that a suitable reward for people giving us their hard-earned money in support of Sunny 16 podcast is to um, uh, create some horoscopes for them yeah, and I, some interesting facts. Okay, um, let's, let's clarify here. Normally, we have a, a, a team of investigators who actually discover facts about our mm -hmm. backers, which we share with them and mm -hmm. the world, because sometimes they don't even know these facts themselves. It's been mm -hmm. quite illuminating. But because <laughs> our team of researchers is taking a well-earned break, um, we got in touch with Barry Stardust Gibb, uh, who very yes. kindly 
has written individual horoscopes for each and every um, recurring coffee donut. That's incredible, Rach. By hand. By hand. <laughs> and posted them <laughs> to me. Look at this paper here, listeners. You can hear. This is as analog as it gets. Um, that's incredible. That's a gift mm. the money can't buy, but on this occasion may have bought. This is true. This is okay. true. In general, though, thank you so much to everybody who does donate on, on coffee or Kofi. You can find it if you go to our website. Um, and uh, it really does help us keep this show on the road, um, which is always uh, a, a lovely a lovely thing to know. Um, and for those people who can't support us financially, we completely understand um, because we get that things are, are different for everybody. So... Uh, we fully appreciate the fact that you listen, that you tune in every week, that you download the show, that you tell people about Sunday 16. Um, you know, that's all a support as well. So thank you so much. Absolutely. Um, just forewarning, listeners, I'm just reading through some of the stuff that Barry's written this week. I think he must have been feeling a bit tired because some of this stuff really is quite rambling and nonsensical. <laughs> so, is it like uh, he's just driven back from... <laughs> I don't know what he's been doing. I think I hold not on the booze, um, but bless him. Ah. Um, so uh, who have we got to say thanks to this week, Rachel, <laughs> by means okay. of a horoscope? We have David Allen. Okay, here's David's horoscope. Aries entering its emo phase in Europa's third trimester point towards the next few weeks being the best yet for you in terms of money, health and happiness, unless you leave your home, even just to go down the shop. Do that and it's all downhill for you. Leave the country and it's nothing but getting mugged by vagrants and having your leg fall off. Your lucky office supplier this week is paper clips and broccoli is your sole vegetable. <laughs> broccoli, I love broccoli. Um, Andrew Bartram. This week, you'll be filled with a strong desire for exploration and adventure and the time is right for you to take bold steps. Be careful where you take those steps, though, as the waning moon gibbons... Was it the waxing moon's gibbon? Sorry, it didn't make sense the first time I read it. Um, will lead to a plethora of banana skins raining from the sky and an 80% chance... Sorry? A plethora? A plethora? <laughs> Would you say? Would you say I had a plethora? Um, anybody who right. can write in and tell me what that's from, I'll be very happy. Um, I have no idea. And 80%... Look, you're ruining Andrew's horoscope, Rachel. <laughs> so sorry, Andrew. I know, you've waited so long for this. <laughs> uh, and an 80% chance of a broken hip. Your lucky shoe is some slippers, and Big Chungus is your confusing contemporary reference that pays. Do you know what Big Chungus is, Rach? <laughs> No, no. I was like, what could it possibly be? Sorry, I was just trying to work it through in my head. No idea. Go on. Uh, I, I, I just Google it. Everybody listening, just Google Big Chungus. Oh it's great. Oh okay. Uh, this is what you have uh, children for. Right. Who's next? Mr. Brandt. Uh, this week, you'll meet a guy called Jeff or Wayne or a name not entirely dissimilar, but also not entirely similar to them either. Do not trust this man. He may well bring you both fame and fortune as well as lifelong friendship, but he's also known to wear crocs out in public, and so he's probably evil. Last Tuesday was the day to place large bets and despair your appropriate response to most world news. Mm. Um, and <laughs> finally, we have Dave Walker. <laughs> it's the despair in your voice that makes me so happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay so Dave the Walker. Um, ever feel like the trees are whispering around you? No? 
Well, they are, and it's you they're whispering about. Furthermore, they seem to hold some sort of grudge, and the stars point to <laughs> this being the week they choose to act on it. On a brighter note, things have never been better time for you to invest in cheese. Your lucky tool this week is an axe, and beach is your ironic weekend break of choice. Oh, we're done. We're done. That's fantastic. Thank you so much, everybody. And a special thanks to Barry Stardust Gip. Yes. yes, thank you very much, Barry, for all your hard work. And um, and best of luck to everybody with their weeks ahead. Sounds so some tribulations for some people. Mm. Ominous times, Rach. Ominous times. That's it for this week, isn't it? I think it is. Yeah, I think so. I think it's... we're... At the end of the show, can you At believe? At the end of a short show. So we will get out of here and leave you with uh, your week ahead to look forward to. We will probably be back on Thursday <laughs> with something. So. Yes, we will. In the meantime, you can find us at sunny16podcast uh, at gmail.com as our email if you want to drop us a line, as aforementioned. And uh, you can find us at sunny16podcast.com um, on, uh, on the internet. <laughs> on the internet and, and who's playing us out Rach it's remortgaging the mess me, I nearly did it I nearly <laughs> made it so sorry I'm so sorry <laughs> Duncan I'm really sorry remortgaging the nest of pairs there we go by the band oh, bloody hell no I can't think I'm sorry it's by the band schnauzer <laughs> schnauzer sorry of course it's schnauzer <laughs> Uh, it, you did very well, Rach, because you don't normally take on the end credit stuff, and I think you've just definitely made yourself now the person who does end credit stuff forever Great. forward. Okay, I'm very excited about that. Um, so yeah, that's playing us out. And in the meantime, have a lovely week, everybody. Have a lovely week, everyone. Bye.